Welcome to Alabama AgCast, a weekly conversation about news and issues affecting Alabama farmers and forest landowners. Alabama AgCast is produced by the Alabama Farmers Federation. Hello and welcome to this week's Alabama AgCast. I'm your host, Mike Moody. Not in our studio, but via Zoom today, we have Dr. Alan Torbert. Dr. Torbert works with the National Soil Dynamics Lab. How are you doing today? I'm doing real well, thank you. For those of our audience who don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up. You're, you're based out of Auburn, but you're working for USDA. How did you get here? Well, I actually grew up on a cotton farm just outside of Auburn um, to, um, in the Society Hill Marvin area on Highway 80. So I, had a, uh, I came to school back in the um, early 80s to become a, um, to learn more about uh, how to do a better job at farming and, uh, and got involved as a um, student worker with research and I've just made that my career. So I, uh, I have an undergraduate degree in agronomy and soils from Auburn University and a master's degree from the same department. And then I have a PhD uh, up at the University of Illinois. All that time that I was working at Auburn, I was actually working as a um, student worker and uh, I was part of the USDA unit that was located there on campus. And so uh, after finishing my degree, PhD degree, I, I got a postdoc for a little while back at Auburn. And then I spent about 10 years out in Texas at an ARS facility out there. And in 2001, I was able to uh, talk them into bringing me back for, um, as a soil scientist here at, the, um, at our lab. And after a short time there, I was finally promoted to the research leader position and, and the, um, head up the lab at this point. Interesting. So you're really just a local boy. You, you, just a local boy. My, uh, my mother and my uncle have been a uh, big part of Alpha over the years. Um, uh, some, some long-time Alpha people might remember Tom Ingram. He was my uncle and a big farmer in the, in that area. Well, that's good to know. We we uh, always like to have some of our what we call some of our family members be able to add to the agriculture community and and make it better. Uh, and speaking of that, you work with uh, USDA, uh, the Agriculture Research Service (ARS), and you have the National Soil Dynamics Lab. Well, Dr. Torbert, tell us about the mission of the National Soil Dynamics Lab and how that work translates to Alabama farmers and farmers throughout the Southeast. Okay, so the, the USDA's agriculture research is the research arm of the, um, of the USDA. It's the agency that's uh, tasked with doing new and new research to develop for farmers. And the ARS's, uh, goal is what, what they like to say is our goal is to solve problems for farmers. So, uh, here in, uh, they have labs scattered all over the United States. A lot of them are located at, at land-grant universities, just like we are here in, um, in Alabama at Auburn University. And so the lab has been here for a very long time. It was established in 1934 and uh, built uh, um, very unique soil bins that, um, that you can see as you drive across campus near the, near the stadium. Um, and But our current focus has been on conservation um, tillage systems or production agriculture and solving problems to to make farming both more sustainable as far as environmentally and 
sustainable economically to find practical ways that we can continue to be, um, you know, good stewards of the land, um, but also understanding that no, uh, no practice is going to be adapted if it's not profitable. So we're, you know, we've been working on this a long time. We were some of the leaders in this area when, when farming went from conventional till plowing, uh, completely plowing the soil to having, uh, reduced tillage or conventional tillage and, and having cover crops. We've always been on the forefront of some of that. And, and some of the other work that we've been doing is, uh, it's, is animal waste management. Um, we've been, you know, here in Alabama, the, uh, poultry industry is a huge, uh, huge part of our economy. And, uh, of course, the, um, with the production of chickens, you also have production of the poultry litter. And, uh, it's a valuable resource as far as we're concerned, but, but we're trying to find methods to, to use that, that, um, fertilizer source in an environmentally sound way and, and to, uh, you know, help the farmers be able to, uh, to utilize a product that we're already producing here in the state, but environmentally sound. Yeah, the research is so vital, and I don't know if anyone outside of agriculture knows how valuable that research is and how far it has advanced agriculture uh, with, uh, you know, temperature tolerances and disease and invasive species. It's just been uh, remarkable how we've come in for agriculture in Alabama a relatively short amount of time. And the research that you guys are doing is is a great part of that. So we appreciate all the work and the dedication that y'all have had to advance agriculture and uh, and look at it from it is an environmental question it is also an economic question I appreciate you even mentioning that because uh, it it is a business for folks it's a family business but it is a business for farmers this week we had a great groundbreaking for the National Soil Dynamics Lab uh, do you call it the lab what do you, do you have a like a like a yeah, I Sometimes I call it the soil lab. Most people on campus will know it as the tillage lab. Tillage lab. So there you go. <laughs> but it's so, the real name is the National Soil Dynamics Lab. That, that's right. So the tillage lab, uh, and this is from our conversation before we started recording, is in a, is in some of the most prime real estate in Auburn currently. Isn't that right? Where is it located? Yeah, it's right on the corner of Sanford and Donahue. It's it's right where the football players get off the bus to walk down to the stadium for the Tiger Walk. So yeah, it's it's right in the heart of the campus. Well, that that's the high dollar district for uh, for the Auburn <laughs> campus, right? <laughs> that's right. But um, this groundbreaking uh, was on a new state of the art facility that's going to be constructed at Auburn. Tell us about that event and what this facility means to you and your research team. You know, we were established, and that location was first built in 1934 and, and believe it or not we're still using the buildings that we built in 1934 for a lot of our research is where our main shop is located and uh, office space and we're in our new building was built in 1962 so you can you can imagine that our facilities are a little bit dated and they're and they've been repurposed over and over again for as we develop in in the uh, um research arenas in, in the new focus areas that we work on. So it was decided that it was time for um, for ARS to just build us brand new facilities that's designed for the work we're doing and that will be, like you said, state of the art to allow us um, to to move forward in the future. And so we're, we're not only encompassing the, you know, the 
functions that we currently have, but we'll be able to um, bring on some new um, functions and uh, that will allow us to really do cutting edge work research. And so that's, we're very much looking forward to that. Um, but we will be moving from our current site and uh, if anybody's familiar with Auburn, we're gonna be at Research Park uh, that um, we have about six acres there that we'll be building our new facilities on. And we'll also have a second site that's over near our, the other USDA ARS lab, uh, lab that's here on campus um, near the vet school, the Aquatic Animal Health Research Lab that does a lot of work with diseases for catfish farmers. Then uh, they have some land over there that we'll be utilizing the backside for some of our, uh, you know, small plot work and, and some uh, buildings to hold some of our equipment. Well, I know that's exciting for you to be able to get into a new building and uh, have some of the new features and all that. Uh, and when we come back, we'll talk about how the uh, funding took place and how we, we got to this point. So let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsor, Alabama Ag Credit. It's never a dull day on the farm, especially when your day starts before the sun comes up. We're Alabama Ag Credit. And while some don't get it, we do. As the local experts in rural real estate financing, we've helped farmers finance everything from homes and land to tractors and crops. Because sometimes your natural resources need financial resources. All right, we're back talking to Dr. Alan Torbert of the uh, National Soil Dynamics Laboratory. He works with USDA's ARS. Dr. Torbert, you, we were talking about the facility itself, the uh, the state of the art, how, how it's going to be such a nice uh, facility uh, to, to move forward with your research. And of course, you know, these things don't just happen magically. They take funding and, and they take people taking big roles in help putting this together. Several folks played uh, a big part in securing funding for the new facility. Uh, who are some of those key players in, in making this uh, this dream a reality? So um, the funding is, is coming from the federal government. Um, it's an allocation that's, that was uh, from Congress to support ARS's mission. But the lion's share of the credit for uh, all we're getting is, uh, has to go to Senator Shelby. He was the, um, the, the person who who shepherded the, these, this type of funding through Congress. Um, ARS has a, a big effort right now to bring some of their facilities uh, up to date and um, that are scattered all over the United States. Some, most of them are not as old as ours, but they're certainly um, needing, needing renovation and updating. So the trick is, how, do you, how does your research facility become to the top of the, the list to be funded, and um, a big help with that was was uh, was Auburn University in their efforts to uh, to ask Congress to help us fund this this new building. It's uh, um, we have a very very close relationship with the university. All all the scientists at our um, lab have affiliate professor positions with the different departments in the university. So we we interact with the, uh, several different. I think we have projects with every department in the School of Agriculture. And so we it with this interaction, it it was to the university's benefit as well as ours to have some new um, facilities that could facilitate this collaboration. I think the most important part is if you're going to get their attention and you're going to get the, um, if you're going to get the congressman to care, you have to be relevant to the people of Alabama. And I think that's where organizations like Alpha and some of the other commodity groups 
tell the congressman that they appreciate the research that's coming out of uh, ARS, and then that gets their interest enough because they get a lot of requests. But when they when they hear from support groups like Alpha that this would be important, then then that's when you get to the top of the list. And I think that's exactly what's happened here in Alabama. I would agree. It it takes a lot of entities, a lot of organizations, and a, a lot of conversation to uh, yeah. to to educate lawmakers and those that are in charge of the purse strings to uh, to be able to work and and get a project like this to come to fruition. As we're wrapping up, having ARS facilities located near this land-grant university, it allows you to interact. Uh, not only you have your USDA scientists, but you also have the university faculty and, uh, and extension and, and other folks that you're able to have access to. Uh, tell us how a relationship like that benefits farmers and taxpayers and really all Alabamians. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's very much a synergistic relationship between us. and. Um, in reality, we have about six acres on campus right now. That wouldn't do much agriculture research on just six acres with buildings scattered on it. So our actual research is conducted at the Alabama research stations all over the state. We have, we've had projects um, on all of them, and we just travel to those sites and we do our, um, our production agriculture work. We interact very closely with um, the several departments, um, we have uh, people with different disciplines um, at our lab. We have ag engineers, we have soil scientists, plant physiologists, weed scientists. And uh, and so there are a lot of their interest is in different departments on, uh, in the School of Agriculture. And we build partnerships with all of those. And we're able, because we have a focus totally on research, we can help um, you know, help them with their research component, and then they help us with providing graduate students and support and the, and the infrastructure that the Ag Alabama Experiment Station brings to um, Alabama, and it all just works to everybody's benefit. We're really excited for you and ARS to be able to have this new facility, and we're we're so looking forward to some of the research that well that you're already doing, but what you may be able to accomplish with a new facility. And Dr. Torbert, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, is there anything else we need to know? So the ribbon cutting was a little bit earlier than you would normally have in the, in the in the process. We're we're well in the way of the um, design. But we wanted to have this rib, this uh, groundbreaking before uh, Senator Shelby left office um, when, with his retirement. So um, we're, uh, we expect to be doing the contracts for the construction sometime next fall and then, and then looking forward to seeing the, the actual buildings going up and the um, progress being made. And it's a little bit unpredictable how long, especially in today's environment, how long it will take to construct this uh, build facilities this size. It's, it's 33,000 square feet that we'll be building. We welcome everybody to drive by and see how our progress is going right there on the and, uh, as you drive through Research Park. We will definitely do that, and, and we'll make sure at the Farmers Federation that we're promoting that and, and looking forward to uh, being able to, to tour it one day, to take a look at it. Yes, and it's some of the we're currently borrowing some lab space from the university, so they'll be glad to have their space back and <laughs> move to our new facility. Absolutely. It's a win-win for everybody. Well, Dr. Harbert, thank you again for being with us today. 
Well, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about our lab. Certainly. And thank you for listening and stay tuned for the wrap-up. And now, your weekly AgCast wrap-up. Hey, everybody. Appreciate y'all tuning in to this week's AgCast. I'm Colton Chris John. Just wanted to come to you. Uh, I'm the Dairy, Pork, and Poultry Director and wanted to update y'all on some railroad business that I'm sure some of you have heard of and has taken some uh, uh, heat over these past uh, few weeks and is coming to a head now. Uh, so just going back to where it all started back in September uh, is when this kind of all started and uh, now we have four out of the 12 railroad unions who have rejected that initial proposal which was meant to resolve the ongoing contract dispute between the rail unions and the railroad companies. So if those unions don't come to terms over these next few days, uh, the earliest that a strike could happen would be December the 6th. Uh, so uh, if, if a strike if a strike does seem likely, uh, railroads will, will stop halting shipments uh, at least uh, four to five days in advance. So uh, we're looking at uh, over the next few days, if, if we don't get anything resolved, um, we'll have a, a pretty big impact. So for those of you who um, numbers mean something to you, uh, 6.3 million carloads of food and uh, fertilizer and farm products are shipped per day in the United States, which will uh, cost us about $2 billion a day uh, if we don't get uh, things back up and going. So uh, where we are today is uh, over 400 business groups, and this encompasses uh, food groups and, and farm groups, as well as the current administration, uh, have already urged Congress to step in and, and prevent a strike from happening. Congress is, it, is set to vote on this legislation today, uh, which will require bipartisan support, and so we'll uh, hope for the best there. The House will get the vote, uh, and then it will go to Congress and so on and so forth, but uh, two votes that will happen uh, first, the House will vote on uh, two, two agreements. One is to ratify the initial agreement that was set forth in September, and the second vote will be in addition to that uh, agreement, which will add the seven days paid sick leave uh, for the rail workers. We are not uh, taking a stance on the seven-day paid sick leave. Uh, we just want to uh, get this first vote that will ratify the agreement going. The last thing that we need right now is for uh, a railroad strike and, and, and shutting down uh, our food supply and, and such. So um, this will go to, um, from the House, it will go to Congress. And once Congress um, signs off on it, then it will go to President Biden for his approval. But even if uh, the second vote with the seven-day paid sick leave, even if it does not pass, the first vote uh, can still go forward, uh, and then it'll go to the White House for President Biden to sign. But each of those uh, votes will require 60 votes uh, for them to pass. So um, this is already in compounding issues with low water levels in the Mississippi River, uh, which are giving grain shippers uh, hardships already. So. The last thing that we need is for a rail shutdown. I think we can all agree on that. And So over the coming days, uh, we'll see what happens, and uh, we'll pray for the best. But uh, we should know something uh, today going into tomorrow, uh, which will be um, going into Congress by then. So uh, hopefully everything will go well. But uh, if you guys have any questions or concerns or anything about that, just feel free to uh, give us a call, and we'll uh, try to get those answers uh, for you. 
Alabama AgCast is sponsored by our friends at Alabama AgCredit. Give them a call for all your farm and land financing needs. For more information about today's conversation, check out the show notes or visit alphafarmers.org slash agcast. Be sure to follow Alabama Farmers Federation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tune in next week for another timely conversation from Alabama AgCast.